most of us can um, think back on a Christmas memory that stands out above all the rest. As you think about it for just a moment, do you have a favorite Christmas memory? For me, it was the Christmas of 1984. Seems like a long time ago. My family went to Aspen for a little pre-Christmas ski trip. And the most wonderful thing happened to how old I was in 1984. And that is we got snowed in. It was, it was every Texas kid's dream to be snowed in and not be able to go home on Christmas, to be in the mountains snowed in for three extra days. And the simplicity of that Christmas had a profound and a very peaceful effect on me. In the afternoon, we decorated a pathetic little ficus tree in the condo where we were staying with popcorn that we popped and tinfoil that we rolled up into balls and hung on the tiny limbs. It was kind of like a Charlie Brown Christmas special going on in our condo that night. And we, we literally hung our ski socks over the fireplace and we drank, we drank a lot of hot chocolate. And since we had no presents, we each drew a name from a hat. And we were responsible for getting one person in the family one gift for Christmas. And my dad gave each of us a $20 bill. And we cleaned up and we headed into town, driving really slowly. You know the sound of the snow crunching and the tires? We had tire chains on and the rhythmic flap, flap, flap and the crunching of the snow. And for some reason, I felt really safe in my big puffy jacket and my hats and my gloves. And we parked, and I remember how quiet everything seemed. There was no wind, and the big, heavy flakes of snow were already covering up the most recent tracks. And the snow and the trees and the lights from all the little shops going down Main Street uh, just glowed and welcomed our adventure that night. We had one hour to find the perfect gift before meeting up again for dinner. And I don't remember where we ate, but I do remember at 10.30 p.m. walking down the street to a small wooden A-framed Episcopal church. And I remember thinking, do people really stay up this late to worship? <laughs> and as we came to that little church, we opened a red door and it was completely packed. And we sat cramped together on the very last pew in the back corner of that little church with just enough room for us and all of our coats. And this isn't just my favorite memory of Christmas Eve. This is the first time I remember worshiping on Christmas Eve. And I was deeply, profoundly moved by the beauty of it all, the songs, the prayers, going forward as a stranger, receiving communion, 
and the candlelight. I remember the candlelight so vividly. But more than anything else, the feeling of the presence of God, the palpable experience of the love of God that night. And I, I still don't have words to match the emotions that sprung up from my heart and welled up in my eyes. But I knew, I knew that it was a very special, a very sacred night. Michael Breimer, our worship leader, is fond of saying, we're always trying to get back to our first worship experience. I think that's true. And I suppose that's why I'm so fond of Christmas Eve. My Christmas Eve journey has been marked by a deep longing. I long for simplicity. I long for intentional togetherness. I long for the joy of genuine giving. And more than anything else, I want to experience over and over and over again the reality of that sacred night of Christmas Eve in 1984. The joy, the peace, and the very real presence of God's love. I think this is why I'm so fond of the Grinch. I see myself so clearly in the Grinch. His transformation is my transformation. Do you remember the scene? And the Grinch with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. <laughs> then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? And what happened then? Well, in Whoville they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And then the true meaning of Christmas came through. And the Grinch found the strength of Ten Grinches plus two. In a very subtle yet wonderful way, this is the meaning of Christmas. To receive the love that fills our hearts and enables us to love as we have been loved. This is what we celebrate tonight. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, 
He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or a plan, but a birth that comes from God. The story of Christmas is the story that possesses the meaning of it all. We are pursued, we are loved, and we belong. Christmas is about what happens when we respond. Not with indifference or clenched fists or furrowed brow, but with our heart. No matter how green or how grinchy I might be or you might be. We believe, we receive, and we are spiritually reborn with a new heart. Ten times plus two sizes bigger. This is a sacred night. When we stepped into the sanctuary tonight, it was almost as if we left earth and entered into the heavenly realm. In the candlelight, the cross feels closer. The table more approachable. Friends and guests both feel like family. In the peace of this holy night, it's as though we've been raised into the presence of heaven itself. We sing a little bit louder than normal and with a bit more emotion than usual. O come, O come, Emmanuel, cast out the shadows of our soul. O come, all ye faithful, awakens the hope God has placed within us for himself. The prayers reconnect us with what matters, furthering our conversation with the one who came because he cares, the one we ask because he can. And tonight the gospel calls us out of darkness and into light, out of loneliness and into acceptance and belonging. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Whoever believes in him will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Tonight, we celebrate the fulfillment of God's promise. The fulfillment of God's promise through Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Tonight, we celebrate the fulfillment of God's promise spoken through Jeremiah and Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. 
The birth of Jesus is more than just a moving story. It's the starting point of our salvation. Because of sin, our human nature has been separated from God. Adam and Eve had led led us all into a breach with God, a rift that we have no power to restore. Sin is me substituting myself for God. And no one, no matter how humble, how nice, how moral, or how upright, none of us can breach that rift. None of us can restore our fellowship, our relationship with God. And because it was a human who broke the original relationship with God, a relationship with God must be restored by a human. But no human has the power to restore that relationship. And so God graciously chose to take on our humanity and restore the relationship for us. What humans couldn't attain because we could not raise ourselves to God, God attained by descending himself to us. Sin is me substituting myself for God. Salvation is God substituting himself for me. This is why in the story that we celebrate in this season. This is why the angel Gabriel says to Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This is the power of Christ's birth. The power of the one who created the universe. The power of the one who was God and was before God and was with God and is God forever, taking on the form of a human and lying in a manger. This is the power of Christ's birth. The angel connects the birth of Christ with the death of Christ. The incarnation always, always has in mind the crucifixion. In his pastoral letter, 1 John 4, verse 10, John says it this way, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Jesus was born in order to die that we might have life. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And Jesus says, whoever believes in me, whoever follows me, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And what that means for us tonight is that the birth of Jesus is more than just a past event that we recall. It's a present reality that we embrace. What happened in history is held out 
to happen for us in our heart here and now. We are pursued, we are loved, we belong. And Christmas is about what happens when we respond. And so that is the Lord's invitation to us all tonight, to respond to his life and his love, to come to his light and his life. And so as we come to the communion table tonight, we come to Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Through the bread and the wine, we commune with the one who created us, the one who took on human flesh to die for us, the one who is risen, that we might enjoy a relationship with him here and now and forever. As we come to communion tonight, as we come to the Lord Jesus, we step into God's embrace. And we invite the Christ of Christmas to be born in our heart. Believing him and receiving him. We're restored to a right relationship with God. And we're given a new heart. Ten times plus two sizes bigger. To love as he loved us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in your word made flesh. Jesus, your son. We believe he is the Messiah, Savior and Lord. And we receive him as the forgiver of our sin and the leader of our life. And so tonight as we come to him around his table, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and shine the light of Christ's love in our hearts that we may not walk in darkness but have the light of life. All this we ask through him who was born, who died and was raised again. Come Holy Spirit. Help us to believe and receive Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.